News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk. To start in terms of the news of the day, and that is the crisis engulfing our health sector. Yesterday saw a record nine hundred and thirty-one patients without a bed in our hospitals and Health Minister Stephen Donnelly is warning it could get worse before it gets better. I I find it extraordinary. We have almost a thousand patients lying on trolleys, lying on floors, in fact, in some cases in our emergency departments. And we have the head Mandarin, we have Robert Watts, we have the Minister for Health, we have Stephen Donnelly, both kind of going, oh, it'll, it'll get worse before it gets better. It's almost like they're bystanders looking at our health service, the way we all are scratching their chins going, goodness me, it's a mess, isn't it? And it is a mess. And it isn't right. And we have thrown money. We have thrown so much money at the health service. 350 million has been spent on the winter plan. That's huge money to start off with. But aside from all of that, we have added billions and billions over the last two years to its annual budget. Not just, you know, a COVID related payment. The annual spend now in health has gone up by a magnitude of billions. And we are not seeing the kind of return for our money that we would hope. We are not seeing a dent in what people really want, which is access to hospital, access to appointments, access to our emergency services and a bed when they need one. And something has to give. And I do believe that it is fixable, by the way. I don't believe that it is just like looking into a ditch where, oh, nothing can be done. The health service is unfixable. Of course it's fixable. It works in other countries. And the amount of money that we're spending on it, we could have nearly ripped it up and and, and written, uh, you know, with a blank page and, and restarted it. But for some reason, we're not doing this. I'd love to hear from people this morning if you are affected, if you are in an emergency department or have been in one, if your loved ones, probably worse to see your loved ones do it, uh, if they have been in an emergency department and you are among those people who have been five days on a trolley or four days on a floor or those types of things, I would love to hear from you because it is unacceptable and something needs to change. And there should be more accountability when people are being paid hundreds of thousands of euros every year to run the health service and it still isn't fit for purpose and still isn't functioning for the benefit of the people that need it. I mean, we're being asked all the time to protect the health service. My understanding was the health service was there to protect us. Let us know what you think this morning. 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. Now, let's stay with this. I'm joined now by Dr. Lisa Cunningham, who's a consultant in emergency medicine in Mayo University Hospital and Colin Burke, Finnegale spokesperson on health and member of the Oireachtas Health Committee. Lisa, I'd like to come to you in a moment because I'd like to hear from you about what it's like for you on the ground working in the emergency departments. But Colin, I'm going to come to you first of all. It simply isn't good enough. And I'm not trying to, you know, exercise hyperbole here or faux outrage, but we spend billions on our health service and we still don't seem to be able to get it to function properly. What is going wrong? Well, one of the problems that we have, we have a huge increase in population over the last 20 years. Remember, the population has increased by 1.2 million, which is 60,000 per annum. This year, the population is going to increase by 150, 160,000. If you take, for instance, the number of new tax numbers issued this year from the 1st of January to the 31st of October was 260,000 new PPS numbers. There was 65,000 to people coming in from Ukraine, 60,000 Irish, over 14,000 from Brazil, over 14,000 from India. So we have a huge increase in the number of jobs. Therefore, we have a net inflow into the country of new people. And unfortunately, no matter what way we deal with it, we appear to have a problem in getting our health service to respond 
to the growing demand that's there. We also have the additional problem in that the age profile of our population is also uh, changing in that we currently have over 760,000 people over 65. Within eight years, that will be a million people. And at any one time, over 50% of those uh, of hospital beds are occupied by people over 65. So there's going to be an increase in demand. And we need to take decisions faster in relation to providing additional bed capacity. For instance, one of the things I've been arguing very hard on is the elective hospitals. And the HSC in the South Southwest Group made a presentation to the Department of Health back in January of 2022. It took until November of 2022 before that was finally signed off by the Cabinet because it was only in September of 2022 that the Department of Health sent it to yeah, the, and, Department and in the public expenditure. Like and that's the big challenge that we have. Why and, does and it take so long And some hospital groups are, are doing better than others. I mean, we, we, it's almost a constant that you hear University Hospital Limerick no, has, has the bigger numbers of trolleys. But, but in the whole process of the decision making is far too slow in relation it is, to... But to with, with, with regard, and we need now to change that and we need to deliver faster. Okay. When, well, for instance, we have a new... We no, have no, a new we're in agreement on this. But Colm, you're, you're yeah. a member of, of one of the parties. Of, in, of, of yes. government, uh, you may not be. And I've been it, lobbying hard on these. But issues here's the thing: we 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 seconded all the private hospitals, and I'm not suggesting we need to do that. But we seconded all the private hospitals during COVID. Why don't we second one? Why don't Why don't we take one but, private hospital and turn it into even, into an, an an elective conveyor belt that that stops our our elective problems but, becoming emergency problems in six months' time? So why Why don't we simply uh, do that? That would not be difficult even, to do. No, and the other issue that we need to understand as well, at any one time, there's over a thousand vacant beds in nursing homes. For instance, my understanding, and I've got this information directly from the Irish Nursing Homes organisation, um, at the present time, there's over a thousand okay. beds vacant in nursing homes. Therefore, one of the things we need to do, and remember, if you saw the figures on the 22nd of December, and they don't have up-to-date figures, there was over 600 people well, this inside is, our hospitals to honest, ready to be discharged. in the programme, I said there was two things we needed to do. We needed to second one private hospital and turn it into an elective hospital to move those people. And we needed to take what are delayed discharges, but are often referred to by, by people, so that's what they understand them to be, bed blockers, move them out of our acute hospitals into those thousand beds. If we did that, we would free up 600 beds. These are two doable things, fixable Absolutely. things. Why aren't yep. they being done? It doesn't strike me because that there's any, any reason the problems, not to do them. One of, the, one of the problems that we have is that I think the process of getting people out of hospital is far too slow, and we need to see what new mechanism do we need to put into place to get people out faster. And I think we can do it. For instance, I had someone on to me just immediately after Christmas and they wanted to fill up a form under the Fair Deal Scheme. Now, filling up the form under the Fair Deal Scheme, you have to get a whole lot of documentation like bank statements, details of property, all the rest of it. Yeah, it's a bureaucratic nightmare. and, 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 And the whole problem is that the person won't move out of the hospital. I have one case, for instance, where a person is in a hospital bed for 14 months. And there is but a does delay. this not strike you as cockeyed? Because for a start, aside from the fact that it costs over a thousand euros a day to keep a person in an acute hospital, yes. that person there for 14 months, there's no way they require an acute hospital bed for 14 months. They may require a long-term care bed, but they don't require a bed in, in the Matter or, or in St. Vincent's or, or in Cork. one of the problems that we have is that if you have an elderly person inside in a hospital bed, and their their partners also are literally it's about trying to assist them to make sure that they can get 
a, a, a step-down facility. And we, we haven't done enough on step-down facilities it, as well. Uh, see, and that's one of the things... You and I are that, agreeing. Colm, I'm agreeing yes. with everything you're saying. But the problem I have is, is that you are a politician, you're in Fine Gael, you're in the party of government. If these things are, are blatantly obvious to you and blatantly obvious to me, can and you please explain why they're not being done? Because we have a situation with almost a thousand people lying on floors. We have, I suppose we have challenges in the health service as well. And remember, you know, in fairness to the hospitals, we've, we've a lot of staff in, in hospitals who are at burnout as well because of oh, pressures sure. on them. And what we need to do is we need to identify the areas where we can improve, uh, provide improvements immediately. And one of them is about getting people out of hospitals faster. And it's also about, and in fairness, there is a lot of cooperation between the HSE and the private nursing homes, but we need to do a lot more on that issue. Uh, we and, also and, and need, and, and remember, and we faster. also, we also need to, to, to focus on, and I don't think we did enough. And I'm putting up my two hands on this and saying we did not do enough about highlighting the importance of getting the flu vaccination and also in relation All to right. COVID vaccination. Let, let me bring and in, we need we need to do a lot more let now. Me bring and in, the other thing is, I do agree with the Irish nursing uh, nurses and midwifery organisation in relation to the wearing of masks. I actually believe that we should now bring back the wearing of masks, especially on public transport. I travel by train every All week. Right. Let, let, and I, I'm I really surprised want to bring that in Dr. very Lisa few Cunningham. people, very few people Colum, wearing masks uh, on trains. Me, okay. Lisa, may, may, I, may I bring you in here? You are a consultant yeah. in emergency medicine yeah, in Mayo. Yeah, and actually, Claire, just before I start, and I agree with you, Cullum, and everything you're saying, but this hasn't just come out of yes. the blue. This hasn't blindsided us. This has been since at least 2002, one of the first Department of Health documents that I looked at over the last few years, that this has been known that our capacity is going to be overwhelmed if we don't plan for our population. This has not just come out of the blue. Every winter initiative, we know that this is going to happen. We're talking about 20 years years of planning of successive alternative governments that have not planned for this. So, uh, like, I agree with you what you're saying, but it's been 20 years yeah. that we know about uh, this. You're completely right. The population growth and the ageing population is well known mm-hmm. about. And also the fact that we we have so many infections this time of year is well known about. Lisa, mm-hmm. tell me how, how bad it is on the ground for you. I, I can only imagine what it's like working currently in an emergency department. <laughs> It's like, I love my job. I absolutely love it. I'm only a consultant for the last year and a half. I've done all my training in Ireland. I've done all the hospitals, 12 different hospitals, including University Hospital Limerick. I absolutely love being in emergency medicine, but this year has absolutely been horrendous for us, for all of us, between our nursing colleagues, HCAs, non-consultant doctors. It is definitely the worst that we've ever seen. We physically have no space to see patients. We have The emergency department is used as the finger point and blame area of a health service, but we're actually the middle between two different areas, which is the primary care service, Mm -hmm. which has been chronically underfunded and under-resourced, and the acute bed capacity, which, as Colm has said, we haven't got enough beds. And I just want, like, I mean, this is something that we've said chronically throughout the IMO, the Irish Medical Organisation submissions to the budget over the last 20 years is that we need to actually get more beds. We have less beds now than we had in 1981, Cara. 1981, we had 16,000 acute beds in Ireland. We have 11,000 acute beds now, which is the same as 2002. And when you look at the graph, and this is Department of Health bed capacity. The last one was March 21. You can look at all these. These are their own reports. So back when we had a population that was approximately, it was about 3 million then in, in the early 80s, mm-hmm. approximately 60% of the population we have now, we, we had mm-hmm. a far greater number of beds. It defies, it defies belief when, when, you, when you describe it so starkly. 
and when you look at it, actually, the, the timing, and myself and my husband were looking at this, and he's now medical, we were going, what happened around the area of 98 to 2003, where there's such an absolute dive at the amount of beds? I don't know. I'm a clinical consultant. I'm a clinic, you know, I want to treat patients. I'm not somebody that's going to be looking at statistics and management parts of the HSC, but something happened in that area. The Very only interesting because it was the Celtic, Celtic Tiger when we actually had a few bob as well. But also we, we amalgamated our health boards to the HSC around that time as well. So I, I don't know what happened, but there was a stark dive in the amount of acute beds at that time. And when you look at it, you're just going, how did we not Can predict I just that this ask is going you to Before happen? I let you go, do you believe yeah. that the emergency department system is at breaking point? I believe the system is at breaking point. I believe that in emergency medicine, we do really good work if we were able to be allowed to. If we had our entry point from the triage, etc., at least some way calmer than what we can. And if we have the exit from the emergency department in some way okay. that's smoother that we could Look, be able to get patients out of the department, we the, could perform our emergency medicine so much better. Look, thank you. Thank you for that. Colm, I just want to bring you in for one last question. You heard what Lisa said. None of this is, has blindsided us. You said the population has grown over 20 years. We knew it was going to. We know that, that we have exponential growth in population and an exponential growth in an ageing population. We know what happens every January by way of of, uh, infections. How can we act every year like we are being blindsided by something that's entirely predictable? It's not good enough. It's not good enough and the decision-making process is far too slow in relation to getting new projects up and running. For instance, you take in Cork, we have planning permission for a new paediatric unit. I'm told that it may be five years' time before we'll get it built. That's not good enough anymore. We need to respond to what is required. You are in government. We, you are part I, of the government I'm not party. At the ca- I'm not at the cabinet table and I have constant, consistently highlighted this. At the are you critical of your, of your cabinet colleagues? I, I'm, I'm critical of the decision-making process. It is far too slow. And for okay. instance, we had the Irish College of General Practitioners into the health committee, which I look for to bring them in because we also need to give okay. support to the Irish to the, to the GPs. We will have to leave it there. But thank you both very much for speaking to us this morning. That is Colin Burke there, Fine Gael TD and member of the Health uh, Committee and also Dr. Lisa Cunningham, Emergency Medicine Doctor in Mayo. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.